From the Dub Lab Studios in Virgil Village, California, this is North Mollywood. I'm Alex Papadimus. On the show today, a writer for television programs such as Bates Motel, the prequel, of course, to the film Jaws, Brooke Baker. Hey, guys. For the first time on a Shure SM58 condenser mic, which, uh, so that's why he sounds different from Yo's this racist, Andrew T. I moved seats, I moved mics. Everything is different. Yeah, it's crazy here. It's completely different. The vibe is totally different. And of course, this being North Mollywood, she's known for arguing with her restaurant coworkers endlessly about who is more fake. Molly Lambert. Summer bodies. (laughs) Summer bodies hit the floor. (laughs) We're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules and the dark season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah the current season, which uh, Brooke got me to watch. And then <laughs> I said, let's talk about it because Alex is a Kardashian completist. And I was, I had actually been holding off on watching these. And then I sort of watched them all in like two days. Uh, it's a very intense it's experience. Heavy. It's it a lot. So heavy. I'm really surprised you were able to, like, I was, I've cried like a few times this season. Like Kim is really breaking my heart. <laughs> It's a real, it's like a real experience. Yeah. Uh, it's a real experience going back and forth between this and Vanderpump. It's like, I need another reality show to decompress from my reality show. Yeah, you need yeah. something, something yeah. even more low-key. I've been breaking it up with the Great British Bake Off. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's a real nice palate cleanser. Like, no one's getting mugged, you know, and they just, like, make cake. It's delightful. Even and when then people lose on in. that show, it's, like, not that stressful. Totally, yeah. Because they're so British about it. They're like, oh, well, guess I'm not up to snuff. Got to go. <laughs> what do they win on Great British Bake Off? I've watched Nothing. only that show. Fucking Dignity? Obviously. Yeah. They came in with dignity. <laughs> what else we got? Is there like a Great British Bake Off Road Rules Challenge kind of thing where they all like then face off against the the greatest bakers? Oh, what's that? What's the uh, what's the car show with the racist? That's the British show. Uh, oh, it's Top Gear. Yeah, it's the Top Gear British Bake Off challenge. challenge. Everybody's at a disadvantage when it comes to either cars or baking. Yeah, <laughs> and they have to like cook a flan in a Ferrari. Guys, just so you know, this was a Saved by the Bell episode plot (laughs) (laughs) where the boys had to do girl things and the girls had to. That happened on Vanderpump as well in the ones that you made me watch. It was a very weird. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. I did want to ask you, though, we were you were telling us a story and I want to hear the story again. I want everyone to hear the story. Where were you last night? Uh, I was at Fred's with a Z. Fred apostrophe Z. <laughs> it's better already than it was before. <laughs> it's called Fred's with a Z, and it's Fred Durst's Jazz Night Good. at a bar in Hollywood called the Black Rabbit Rose. That is a bar that also has magic shows, mm-hmm. uh, and none more magical than uh, Fred Durst's Jazz Night that my friend sent me a flyer about. And I said, is this real? And he said, yes. And uh, I said, is there a cover charge? And he said, no. And I said, great, I'm going. <laughs> So do they have like like loner fedoras at the door in case you don't show up with one? Everybody like, brings their own, my man. That is like fedora central. That's as oh, close yeah. as it gets. It's a uh, self-sort. Is, is there a dress Trilby code? Central. There is a dress code. I obeyed it in order to go see what Fred Durst oh Jazz Night what was all about. Is it? What's the dress code? Yeah. No sandals. That's it? <laughs> Ironically, no backwards hats. Uh, backwards hats very much allowed. <laughs> backwards fedoras. Um, 
Well, when they take you into the club, uh, first first of all, the club is like in the same place as a hundred year old apartment building. So there are people like walking through the hallway to get to their apartments through the club. Are they a hundred? Yeah, they're ghosts. Okay. They've wow. been there. They were born there with the building. Yeah. Um, they're the ghosts of uh, dead silent movie actresses. Mm-hmm. But um, they bring you into, I don't even want to like ruin the magic, but let's just say. <laughs> let's just for say, people who can't make it to Los Angeles. Let's just say there's a magic trick or before. Or people who aren't going to go like Andrew here. <laughs> oh, you're going. It. I'm going to drug you and bring you. Um, uh-huh. they, they do a magic trick before they let you into the room. And then you walk into the, it's a, like a club inside the club is like this little speakeasy room. And uh, then Fred Durst shakes your hand and says, hi, welcome to Fred's. Wow. And he's wearing oh, wow. a he... suit and a backwards uh, red red hat. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, he kept the hat. Yeah. You got to know it's, it's Fred, man. Oh, Is cool. it similar, like, musically to when Spinal Tap does their, like, jazz freeform? Oh, I mean, it's. It's actually, it's more like trad jazz. <laughs> it's standards? It's standards. Does okay. he, what part does he play? He in is the... just the MC. He okay, does so not, he's not crooning. He's not, he's it's not, not crooning. Uh, all right. But, oh, I'm so I'm like, I'm like 15% oh. less excited. No, it's still cool. I mean, he might get up and sing someday. We don't know. I want we him just to gotta be, keep going. Like sentimental lady or something. Like, oh, yeah. like real, well, like, you know. Um, my boyfriend interviewed him about this, and one of the things we learned was that we were Johnny was like, "How did you meet some of the people that you are have playing?" And the answers were like, "Well, I met this one guy because he would come shred the half pipe in my backyard, and then I found out he also plays saxophone." <laughs> and I was like, "You should come play on my jazz night." And then one of the other guys, he was like, "Oh, I played with him at Bill Paxton's memorial." Wow, which also blew my mind because I was wow. like, "Everybody knows each other." Um, but the jazz is great. And also, so I've gone twice now. So the second time we went, uh, the first time we went, it was like so crowded, um, that it was like standing room only. And, uh, this time because of Coachella being this weekend, it was like not crowded for like the first hour, which meant that it totally did feel like we were just in a weird fifties Greenwich village jazz club, which I obviously was like, this is great. Let's come every week. Um, so yeah, I will be there. Every Thursday, uh, if anybody wants to know more, cool. just ask. No, <laughs> I feel like you should ask the listeners to just show up and just get a quick North Mollywood Live <laughs> like in the parking lot outside. <laughs> All right. Next Thursday, we'll be at Fred Durst's Jazz Night just hanging out. Hanging with Fred, man. Hanging with, hanging with Fred. He's a really nice Fred's. guy. With his, I'm still I'm a little bummed that I just pictured like Fred Durst up there and then like uh, David Sedaris doing Billie Holiday comes out of his mouth, you know, just like some kind of real perfect <laughs> lover man. Where can you be? It, might, like that, it like. might be he loves Chet Baker. Right. That makes sense. So he could do it. Yeah. Chet Baker was not really a singer either. Chet Baker is a great singer. But he's not like, he's yeah, like, it's just not pipes. Does not have the range. <laughs> Uh, Alex hating on Chet Baker. I love Chet Baker. You love Chet Baker. Love Chet Baker. Just uh, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm obviously like part of the cool jazz movement today. Looks more like more of a nautical shirt. It's it is. It's like I'm a feeling a little like yachting. Yeah, it's like a boating <laughs> shirt. It's a your little yachty. I was a looking little. up uh, Fred Durst's uh, filmography while you were talking. <laughs> I thought because the last I remembered was he was directing movies. Yeah, that's what he's he's doing. What he's uh, directing movies, and also I learned from somebody on Twitter 
that he, the one movie he did make uh, starred Jesse Eisenberg and mm-hmm. that he was then the person who told David Fincher about Jesse Eisenberg before the social network. You gotta see this kid. Really? You gotta see this kid. <laughs> He's gonna be the best Zuckerberg and then he is. Wait, oh, because it was, it goes Fincher, Trent Reznor, Drum Machine Salesman, Fred Durst. Yeah. Got oh, wow. Got you it, did that it. so quick. I was just trying to like, That was really impressive. Six degrees of There's Fred Durst. There's a guy at Guitar Center <laughs> who's like, the epicenter of this web. It's a figure 808. <laughs> <laughs> RIP to the guy who invented the 808. We will be back to jazz it up about the Kardashians and Vanderpump rules after the break. So moving into our main topics today. Yes. Do you guys want to talk about Vanderpump first or Kardashians? I mean... Dealer's Choice. You brought up... Dealer's Choice. You made me watch Vanderpump. Let's talk about Vanderpump I've never watched this show without being told to do so by Molly Lambert. And I only watched it because so many people told me to watch it. And I only watched it because Molly told me to watch yeah, it on Twitter. That's right. Yeah. And then I was house-sitting. Yeah. And in real life. And then I was house-sitting and had access to a really nice TV. And I chose to use that television to watch seasons mm-hmm. one through four of Vanderpump in time for the season five <laughs> premiere. And I didn't watch. Um, well worth it. <laughs> and Andrew didn't watch. Shit. I didn't watch Jack shit. Um, Mainly because I didn't even ask because I missed last week what you... we were supposed to watch until <laughs> Wednesday night, and I was like, and I got a, a I got a, a Passover Seder on Thursday night, so <laughs> unless I can watch it in the next ten minutes, I'm just not going to happen. And also, you learned your lesson after you saw Beauty and the Beast to never trust me. <laughs> do when not I tell do you this. Oh, good God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm still pretty mad about Beauty and the Beast. Channel that anger into this episode. Uh-huh. Much like Jax. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, Vanderpump Rules is a show on Bravo about the staff of a West Hollywood bar and restaurant called Sir, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant. And it is about a group of friends who all met working at this restaurant and then... Well, Sandoval and Jax met in Miami, right? Because weren't they models Thank together? Thank you for knowing this. Yes. You're welcome. This is what I'm bringing to the right. pod today. Um, and then they moved out here together. And I think, did they meet Schwartz? They might have even met Schwartz in Florida. They maybe from all Florida. met as models. They met. I think they met as male models. They're all yeah. male models. I think uh, this is like Zoolander, like who didn't make it. Yes. They they all like their goal was to be was to make it as male models and then yeah. they did that and now they're like trying to figure out if they have another goal. Right. And musicians. Sandoval has a band called yes. Charles McMansion. So <laughs> I've seen that. Let's one. all appreciate that. They there was also that. an episode where they shot a music video at that the, Ariana was in when at they the first North started Hollywood dating. Library on topic for this podcast. Who's the most famous male model? Like what's the apex of that mountain? And men mountain? All of my all of my references are outdated, but I yeah, feel like Marcus maybe the, Schenkenberg, Simon Rex, yeah, who went on to because uh, he went on to act. Tyson Beckford, so did, um, right? Yeah. Ashton oh, Kutcher, Tyrese, maybe. I guess is the, Tyrese was more like a singer actor. actor because of that Coke commercial. Did he model? But he, 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 are you a male model if you have done male modeling? That's the question. That's the question. What well, are, I mean, that's are a question you what you do? Ages. Yeah, right. Fix one pipe. They don't call you a plumber. Vanderpump Rules. So this is a very important season of this show. These assholes have a lot going on in their lives. Yeah. (laughs) 
They do. They're, they're arguing about a lot of stuff. There's an episode, there's like a three episode arc that you made me watch where one fight, I feel like, explodes across three episodes. It oh, New Orleans? Yes. Yes. Alex was like, I'm not going to watch 22 episodes. I'm, I'm going to level with you. I have a day, I have a night. I can't do this, but like, you need to tell, but like, I was guide like, me. Just watch. The, the New Orleans, the Bachelor triptych. Bachelorette party. So yeah. I watched the first and second one of the season, I think, and then I just watched the Bachelor Bachelorette arc. Mm. Okay, well, how many characters are in this show? A thousand. What's the Infinite. Okay. It's, it's like limit does not like, exist. Yeah. Uh, like half of them are named Tom. Half. There's two guys named Tom. Who yeah. Both are Tom Cruise in cocktail. <laughs> one. <laughs> one more than the other. But like that's their vibe. That's the yes. This is the dynamic. Every one Except, of these guys is like the hero of their personal '80s, like making it in the business kind of movie. But there's like too many of them in one room. True. And it's ingenious in a way. <laughs> this engineered for so conflict. Good. The only good guy is Sandoval. Jax is so angry and hilarious. Jax is a great character. Great character. Um, Jax is a, basically Kenny Powers, and then his girlfriend yeah. is 100% April from Eastbound and Down in every possible way. Yeah. You missed a whole arc last season where he bought her huge breast implants. I think he's the one who puts all of it on screen. I don't think there's anything that's happening behind closed doors with him. Like I think everyone else has a private life. I don't think he does. The original part of the show was that he and Stassi were the super couple. Mm. It was about these like sort of, were there like three couples? Three maybe? couples, yeah. And uh, Only the, one of them still standing. Yeah. The arc of every season was that somebody Had gets cheated. accused of ch- cheating on somebody and then denies it the whole season and then in the last episode is like It's true. Yeah, fuck yeah. them. It's basically <laughs> like a cheating mystery seasons one through three uh-huh. and then and it's so good season two like before Kristen Doty got medicated like it was just really good tv because she was so unhinged um she was the central cheating mystery of two and then um in three she was like so pissed because Sandoval was dating Ariana and tried to like break them up and it didn't work and she was like fucking DJ James Kennedy um, and then they were like totally off the rails. It was so funny. They had sex on a car and they show it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I fucked him in the BMW. Yeah. And it's like, that and is so And then later so he's disgusting. like, you're a slut who fucks on cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then spits on her door. Yeah. And then storms out. Um, and then season four was all about James and Lala. And they bring in James and Lala because they're like, well, now the protagonists of our show, whose whole arc was that they were like in their 20s and party too much. Or now in they're 30s. in their 30s and they still party too much. And they bring in these 20-somethings to be like, you're fucking old and like we're young and cool. And like you're yeah. over. Um, and it's it's great. And then maybe you saw the, the first episode of this season where they just torture Lala and James just torture the other cast members by talking about summer bodies. <laughs> yes, they just walk in. Yeah. This is amazing. It's like, I, I, I want to do this in a meeting. Like, just from now, I'm like, just walk in, like, oh, it seems nobody's been working on their summer bodies. I know. <laughs> it's the weirdest. Like, they just walk in and just drop this bomb for no reason. I know. It's like they show up just to say it. Yeah. And then doesn't James throw his drink on them? He, yes. He does a thing where he does the the, <laughs> the, the jerk off. Oh, he does the a jerk, jerk off motion with a drink in, yeah. in his hand yeah. horizontally and it flies at people. He it's jerks like a, off a vodka cranberry on it's, somebody. It's, oh, my God. Like, Under Katie, I think. Yeah. 
there's like a flashback montage where you see how Jax has changed physically. And <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's like, I said it was like an HG Wells timeline. <laughs> like he just looks like completely different. He turns into yeah. Sabretooth over the course of <laughs> aging. And it's like, I'm like, this show's been on for five years. It's not the, like, not that much has happened. It's like, he, he looks like Luke Wilson in the beginning. And then like, like well, his neck looks like Iron grows J. in circumference yes. every season. And so now he has like um, the Johnny Bravo, like yes. he's like a pyramid <laughs> man, and he's just still like full of this rage. Like at the reunion, she was saying something like how they'd gotten like evicted from their apartment. He's like, Brittany, Brittany, we did not get evicted. I chose to leave. I chose to leave. And like, you, you it feels like he's about to explode. And they're like talking about moving. Like he is so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and this is like the better version of him yeah. now. This is like the best he's ever been. Right. This is the domesticated version. This is version the domesticated of version. He's such a bad boyfriend. He's the worst boyfriend in the world. Yeah. Except then his girlfriend's mom comes to visit and is like, hey, I heard that maybe you like had sex with a man once or something, which he did. Um and definitely did. He's really like, yeah, so what? Um, which is what happens when that comes out in an earlier episode when they're like, oh, maybe he like Fuck this friend of his to like get ahead in modeling. John from Miami. Yeah. He like lived with this older guy and like maybe, you know, sucked him off to get mm-hmm. break into the industry. Uh, and when it comes up, he's like, yeah, so what? Which is like very great because um, you're not expecting it. You're expecting him to flip out and be like, how dare you? Acu-? You know, yeah. he's like, yeah, so what? We're all flexible, which is great. Um, and they then, don't apologize for anything anyway. No. Like there's no. So that they can't look back at, with regret at any action anyway. So yeah. it's, he couldn't seem like embarrassed about it. He he's like, he's, yeah, he's fuck yeah. unembarrassable. Yeah. The it's end true. of last season was that he stole a pair of sunglasses from like a tourist <laughs> place in too. Hawaii and went to jail for it. <laughs> um and he always says yeah. what when he t- explains why he can't beat people up in the later it's episodes. Of probation. He, but he always says like uh, I'm on probation for stealing a pair of sunglasses. Like he always <laughs> you you'd think you'd get print the legend and be like I'm on probation so that people might think it was like insider trading or nope. something like that. But like no, sunglasses. One of my favorite things about Jax though is like how much Lisa like loves loves him and how well he listens to her. My sister does the funniest impersonation of him because every time she like needs to like talk to Jax about like fighting or yelling or stealing or like any of the things he does. She's always, he, she's like, jocks, jocks. And then he like comes over like a little puppy and he's like, yes, Lisa. And she's like, sit down. And he like sits down and he goes, what, what? Like in his whole demeanor changes and he becomes like a little boy with her and she is obsessed with him. They all love Lisa. That's like the other, th- because it's her show, she produces it. Mm-hmm. All the dudes on the show are like, man, Lisa's so hot. I so love- true. She's so hot and powerful. I know. Wait, and they, can, all, yeah. How did she come to have the show? So I'm like, I don't watch any. She charmed Andy Cohen. She's a Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, so this is a spinoff of yeah, Yeah. it's a spinoff. Okay, Um, she and her husband are like restaurateurs. They have like three restaurants in West Hollywood, and somebody was like, "Let's make a show about the wait staff of your restaurant." Who, according to everybody, really are just this weird group of friends that were like, "Yeah, we're all totally down to like put everything about our lives on reality TV because like that's why we're here." Well, and wasn't the tie-in because Sheena fucked yeah. Brandy's husband? Yeah, Sheena fucked Eddie Cyprian. <laughs> yeah, and that was sort of – so the first season they tried to make that a thing, but yeah. then everyone just cared more about Jax and Stassi. So, like, the Sheena t- 
tie into the housewives like fell away as a storyline pretty quickly. I've been also like as I was watching this, I've been on in the, like finishing out a Mad Men rewatch, and so I'm watching other it's people same show. drinking at work all the time. Like, do people get drunker now than they did? Do they get more demonstrative? Is it the presence of the camera? Um, I think mm. maybe it's just that everybody in the 50s was drunk all the time yeah. until 1970. It's like nobody smelled like cigarettes because everybody smelled like cigarettes. Yeah, that's right. I think think people, you were like less allowed to be emotive. So you would like close (laughs) the door in your office and like smash something Mm. with a golf club as opposed to like telling the person who was also drunk to their face what the fucking problem was. I think on Vanderpump too, I mean, all these people like allegedly do like a lot of cocaine and they're all like really roided. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so... There's like a lot of rage. There, like Don Draper is no, he's no, um, I mean, he's a pretty rageful man himself. But like Jax on this show just has no, like, he has absolutely no filter at all. And he's like all protein powder and cocaine. He's and he's id. just like, yeah, he's like a bull in a yeah. china shop. But then they introduce James, who's like even more id. And they just mm-hmm. go at each other because they're like, you're the younger, hotter version of me. It's like the Marlowe Stanfield of Vanderpump. I mean, that's like also DJ James comes in and is like, I'm the younger, hotter version of you. What do you think about that? (laughs) It's a great rap. There's a moment where he's like talking about himself in the third person in in one of those stand-ups. He's like, DJ James, forget what you heard. Remember where you heard it first, which is a great, I don't even understand what that is. What kind of weird like Uh, (laughs) Paul Oakenfold rap that is. He's a great foil. I just really missed him and Lala. Yeah. This they're, season, they're good foils. They are, and like Lala left the show, and or like whatever. They kind of bully people off the show that they don't like, so they yeah. bullied James and Lala off, uh, so that they can continue to double down on never being friends with anyone but each other. Yeah, and we just like watched like Tom and Katie make like the worst decision. Yeah, of their that life. was the main arc of this season is that this couple who dated all through their twenties, who are like one of the main couples of the group. Uh, get married. They get engaged because she forces an ultimatum on mm-hmm. him where she's like, we're getting engaged. Which like always ends well. Always goes great. She's like, we're getting engaged or we're breaking up. And he's like, I guess. Doesn't he like first he tries to give her a ring. That's he like gave her a, a ring at Sheena's wedding, I think. That yeah. was like on a necklace. Yeah. And it becomes a big plot point. The ring on a string. Yeah. Um, but then you just watch these people decide to get married and the whole season is just the obvious evidence that they should not get married and should in fact break up because they hate each other. Yeah. But it's like, they're just keep doubling down on like, we're definitely doing this. We got to do it. We're the, you know, the first ones to get married in the group and just spending all this money that they don't have. Although who knows if the show actually paid for the wedding, probably they must that's have. the fake drama is that they're like, spending money on ridiculous things she just keeps like being like oh we need these like really expensive wedding invites that come with a tea towel that's printed <laughs> out that cost twenty dollars each is that a uh, thing? Can people it say is for towels? katie that's dope it's, you can pay for as much as you want for a wedding like they'll pay anything stuff for you to pay for it was as you said on twitter it's like the slow death march to yeah. the aisle yeah <laughs> Are they like poor in the show? Are they like nominally working? These are restaurant people. Yeah, they are struggling wannabe actors and musicians. Mm-hmm. Has uh, anybody broken out from that 
pack no. in any way. Well, now they're professional reality stars, which is actually yeah. the exact ideal level of fame for all of them. And they all are just like, hey, this is like kind of the best scenario for any of us. I watch this and I I get how you could get into it, especially because I watched it with no commercials on Amazon. So that's like just like crack. It's like it's like breaking the the filter off the cigarette just to get more toxins (laughs) into your body. But like this is this is a vision of hell. Once you watch it for a little while, it's hell. It's like they're surrounded. Everybody's goading everybody Mm -hmm. into more and more like fights all the time. I love them. I, I, I want to be all of their friends. I had to, I had to escape from it after a while. But I watched it stoned once, and it really scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I, it like it was. I was like, these people are so mean and evil, and like I can't believe I live in the same city as them. And like, why is Lisa here? It freaked me out. But I feel like you turn at a certain point in the show from like, who the fuck are these people to like. I'm them. They're me. <laughs> we all live in Los Angeles, and we're all trying to make it in creative industries. And you got some friends, and uh, that's... I guess we all have nightmare friends. You know what, though? Also, that's like, me. there's another Bravo reality show called Southern Charm that I tried to watch after I cashed out uh, mm-hmm. Random Pump Rules. I was like, I need something that else. The, like, that's like the Red Solo Cup. Oh my god! <laughs> so you watch that reality. show, and they're all like patrician southern white racists and like i couldn't get through it because i was like fuck these people i hate them so much and then i was like i missed my vanderpump you friends. Love LA, <laughs> like, what you're trying to say. hell yeah i love la uh, uh speaking of wait, which real quick so this is like your this was the of the two options this was the light fun option hell yeah <laughs> because Christ. nobody got kidnapped in oh their home hotel zip tied and held at gunpoint nobody got robbed like they did when we get right back from this break and we're back we're gonna keep (laughs) it tight we're gonna do 10 12 minutes on the kardashians this is the robbery season i started watching it because brooke was like have you been watching kardashians and I, i said no it's it's too dark it seems like she was like here's why you have to watch it's the craziest thing that's ever been on TV. It yeah. is. It's amazing. It's like what's interesting about it is like watching this family deal with a trauma. Like, oh, no one, I mean, no one in my family has ever had a $10 million ring stolen from them. Mm-hmm. But we've it sucks, served, let me tell you. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, it's the gunpoint part, though. Come on. It's like, it's, it's, it's the gun. It's t- the whole, th- I mean, yeah. it's the whole thing. Every ring that's been jacked from my fingers has been a tragedy, but it's, especially the ones I got. They've all been worth $10 million. That's I just, I feel like the way the families like dealt with the trauma is so relatable. Like everyone like doesn't know how to talk to Kim. Everybody is sort of like feeling really weird and unsettled. Like Kim, I've never, I've been watching that. I've been caught up with the Kardashians for like a decade mm-hmm. and I've never seen her like this. Like it is, it's like so unsettling to see Kim Kardashian wear a fucking hoodie. Like it's freaking me out. This is the hoodiest season of the Kardashians. They're all wearing these big, like fluffy, like, like Yeezy. Yeezy kind of vibe. <laughs> well, you see her like the day before it happens and she's wearing some like diaphanous yeah. dress where her titties hang out. And then immediately afterwards, she's like, I'm going to put on all the clothes in the world because I need to and protect never take myself from like the outside oh. world and the cameras now. Yeah. Her relationship to, yeah, being outside and being on camera is like totally changed. She's like, no, she's wearing no makeup. Like, I like that. Well, she's she wearing no makeup, changes. makeup. That bitch is I wearing know. makeup. I know. Come on. That's what I love about it is that actually, like, I find this legitimately beautiful that the way that they heal from trauma is like not by like necessarily removing themselves entirely, but they change their aesthetic. Yes. Whole, their entire creative direction becomes much more lo fi. Yes. And they actually, like, she goes, no makeup, makeup. 
makeup and like instead like a lot of it is they use the uh Kanye's VHS documentarian guy. Mm-hmm. Uh they use his tape to sort of illustrate some of it. And like that's how but that's also where they go. That's their safe place because they also go to the videos of their dad and like there's a lot of like watching. Well, and her Instagram has totally changed. Yes. Her like before the Paris robbery, she was um obviously selfies and a lot of like paparazzi shots. I'm sure she walks with a photographer and like just uses those for her Instagram or whoever does her Instagram. And it shifted. She was off social for like three months, which was very scary. Um, and it was during the election and it's like, we just, I just need Kim to like be beautiful on my social (laughs) media feed right now. Um, and when she came back, it's all like, you're saying like the VHS, like, um, disposable camera, even like pictures of like her kids in like a weird retro house. Like she's completely shifted her brand after this. Which is also how they are geniuses and always remain relevant is that they just move the brand somewhere else every time everyone else catches up with them. And also, like, if getting mugged at gunpoint doesn't get you to stop filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians, literally nothing nothing will. will. She's literally, that happens, and it's like, you would think, like, oh, I'm going to rethink my relationship to the camera, and then, like, four episodes later, she's getting catheterized on television. Oh, that was the craziest part, the whole thing about her catheter. That was (laughs) the thing, too, is I was like, they're really, like, making her a real person, kind of, just like she's not just a sex object. She's like... Yeah, it's Mom. like they're gonna de- they're gonna just exactly desexualize her by like showing her like she has some operation because she's trying to get pregnant for a third time, and then I think there's a complication, right? And then she yeah. has to have like a catheter. She has a catheter. Like, Dude, there's like a conversation about her pee bag. Like it's like why? Okay. And she's like I've- lying in bed next to <laughs> Chloe, and she just like has a hand mirror aimed at her vagina, and she's like. Chloe, like, look at this. And then she's like, I'm not going to look at your pussy, Kim. <laughs> like, there, And she's just, like, casually just, like, looking at her catheter. It was, like, I've never seen Chloe scandalized like that. She's like, I don't even I know. Yeah. That was. That I've was also never seen them this close. I was noticing that, like, this week when they were talking about the babe versus baby thing, which was my fa- one of my favorite conversations ever. Uh, for the record, like, I'm a babe girl. But um, they're talking about how you call your boyfriend if you call uh, him Dave how or do you baby. call your lover boy yeah sorry I was trying to never mind Chloe is a baby girl Kim is a mix and Courtney is a babe girl um Courtney's the best person in history at calling people babe she is <laughs> babe <laughs> babe come over here babe. But they're like best friends now Courtney and Kim it's or um Chloe and Kim I've they've like never been that close on the show I think like Chloe just like walks this family emotionally through like everything they go through and like Whenever anything happens to any of them, they just go onto like her couch and like instead of their own huge couch and like lie on her. And like Kim has just been lying on Chloe and Chloe's couch for like the whole season in a hoodie. It's been crazy. She looks beautiful. She looks this is the thing that's weird. She looks she's she's never never looked better. better. It's like Helen of Troy. Like it's phenomenal. And it like you feel weird because of the reasoning behind it. But and then Kanye has a breakdown that they're a little vague about what happens. Yeah, that's, how far, that's next how far season. Behind reality, are we on the show? We are. Do we just got to November twenty first? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> wow, I googled it. Um, because yeah, no, I was really. This is why I didn't watch it. I was like, I'm not ready to live through those months again. Yeah, necessarily. Like, those just were traumatic feeling. for me too. Yeah, because I was like, oh right, and also outside of this world, the entire country feels crazy. Like yeah. that's the other part of it. Like you remember that, like there's that moment. Not that it doesn't feel crazy now, but it felt actively sort of like terrifying in a different way. Well, and what was going on in our world tied into all of it because that's 
Kanye, like part of his breakdown was like the pro-Trump right, thing. Right, which they don't mm. say what happened. There's no. never a moment. She just gets a phone call and so you don't hear what's on the other end. Like, Maybe next. Like, they make it sound well. like his breakdown was like about her, yeah. which it is, I think. It must be. Yeah. I mean, um, they, they tidy the narrative. Sure, it's reality. But, but it also like, yeah. is a little bit like you get a sense that there's a weird thing where he's like mad at her for not being on tour. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I wasn't sure about that because you don't see that much of him after the fact, except like that he's, he's in those like, shots. Oh, but well, he's not really, really disappointed. I can't be on the Pablo tour, but also like he's got to do those shows because his fans love him so much. Well, I do he, think I mean, like she's like the only person holding him together. Like, and I think like he like I think he is a complete lunatic. And because when she's on like this bitch is going through the worst thing in her entire life, and then she's on the phone in the thing like going to New York and she's like, yeah, I mean, we had to cancel the tour. Like she's talking to her own publicist about how she's managing Kanye's career while she's dealing with the trauma of being like that violated. I mean, it's what this woman is going through on TV. It's like, there isn't better drama on TV right now. It is the most unsettling thing. It's, and I think like without her, like he cannot hold it together himself. We just, can we just pause to talk about how crazy it is that there is a reality TV show on the E channel that now has as one of its supporting characters, like one of the most famous people in America, like a, another one just like joined the cast. I was trying to think like what the equivalent would be of something like this. He really enjoys being with the Kardashians. Also That's the North part. is adorable. Cutest. All the Insane. kids, man. Ugh. All those kids. But I also like, I got so protective of her. There was like this scene where she's like, mom, are you wearing makeup? And Kim says, no, even though maybe she's wearing no makeup, makeup. Um, and then North just like kisses her face. Like, oh, I can kiss Aww. mom's face because like she's not wearing her, you know, spackle. Yeah. Um, and then I just got so sad thinking about North being a teenager and what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. She's going to be the most well-branded teen. I know. But Kylie just like thinking about what happened to Kylie, I'm just like, oh, like North's not going to escape from the sexualization machine. But like, wouldn't it be cool if she did? That's also, been the craziest thing about like Chloe too, like over the seasons, because she like held out for so long doing the whole but thing. But she held out not because she wanted to, is what you realize. She just like didn't get the surgeries until a certain point. And then she got them yeah. all. She got them all. I think after like Lamar, I mean the Lamar, like not being able to have a baby and then Lamar just like losing it. Cause I remember like when they got together and she was finally like, yeah, you guys are like really hot, but like I'm the only one in a good relationship. And then like that fell apart and she's like, all right, fine. Like do the whole, like do the whole reno. And she just did like the whole Kardashian, like just went in and just got the Kardashian special. And like, she looks Fine. Her mouth is insane looking, though, in her um, testimonials. Like, when she's talking about Caitlyn Jenner, like, and how she, like, doesn't want to go talk to her. And her lips are so big. Like, it's so distracting. She went a little too far into the uncanny valley. But it's also she just did. weird because she, like, pretended she wasn't going to do it for so long. I know. She was like, I'm the relatable kind of ugly one. Uh, and Aww. nobody wants to be the ugly one no. in the teen girl squad. I never I never thought she was the ugly one, but she, she was, was the like, one with the good personality. She was the one with the good and personality now, and she was the one who spoke truth to all yeah. those people. But and now, she still is that, yeah. but No, but now she's like a B. Now she's not yeah. funny anymore cuz she is too vain. Yeah. She's not funny. Well, yeah. none of them are really funny when they try to be uh, funny. Courtney's hilarious. Courtney's so hilarious. So is Courtney but Disick. That's, but that's just Courtney. <laughs> I mean, uh, Scott Disick. Scott Disick, Disick, Disick is Disick's Alex's not a Kardashian. Favorite. He is my favorite. He's, he's, <laughs> he's my the favorite outsider. Too. 
I like no. I it, there's yeah. They they can't tell a joke. Whenever they try to do it on purpose, it does not work. But they are funny naturally in there. But when Chloe tries to do like an impression or something, yeah. it's the most painful. Chris Jenner is seen. very funny. <laughs> she looks she looked great this episode too. I was she noticing. She looks like Caesar Romero now. Come on. <laughs> there's she, there's a point where it just stops. She looks like she's menacing the Batman with a giant. <laughs> Like round bomb with a fuse. Well, on. Like sure, sure, she sure. shows up. She's like, "Hi guys, what's happening?" Hi. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite exchanges because it was so mundane and stupid, but it was really funny. Was she says she's with Kendall, and she says, "Cute jeans," and Kendall says, "Your cute jeans." And Chris <laughs> is like, "What? They're mine? They're my jeans?" She's like, "No, no, I'm saying you are cute jeans." What? What does that mean? I I'm cute jeans. You're wearing my cute jeans. Just like, just and like then, it's think, so. She's like whatever, mom, and like goes inside. Yeah. It was like a, such a Regina George moment. And just like very classic, like somebody's somebody's cute, annoying mom. Yeah, that so funny. wants to just be part of it so bad. Uh, and then also the craziest part, which you were telling me about, which was part of why I started watching it, was when Chris is like. They're talking about the event and the aftermath, and Chris is just like, oh, just, I keep thinking about Nicole, meaning Nicole yeah. Brown. Well, like everybody was thinking about OJ at that time. Yes. It was like the year of the OJ show. She had to have been thinking about it. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was trying to look at the timeline for when she would be reacting to having <laughs> oh, seen right. the OJ. Oh, you're right. She was just saying that apropos of nothing. Well, she was thinking because of her, about her friend who got no, brutally murdered. Yeah, yeah. Like it was not like the show, but it was weird to think like, oh, even even Chris Jenner was, you know, there's And you're just like, average. oh, it's all one show. Yes. <laughs> all one. the shows are one show. Yeah. Right. Without OJ, like there is no... Kardashian Kardashian world. I also enjoyed when Rob was like, I'm going to get, I want to get really in touch with my Armenian. (laughs) I liked that too. And then he was like, by which I mean, I want to have a poker night. (laughs) I know. Rob is like, if Katie is the tragic figure of Vanderpump, like Rob is the tragic figure. He is so, it is so, we have the exact same birthday. And so I just feel like a kinship with him. And I just like, he breaks my heart every time he comes on screen because he is like, the most miserable person. He has fallen so far. None of them know how to talk to him. Like they all are so mean to him and just like, you're fat now. Like They're you're just fat. like, why don't you just work out? You'll be happy if you work out. And also probably just telling him to get surgery. And it's like, he is like clinically depressed and he's surrounded by you people who like are on your phones all the time. And like your brother is like, in such a bad way and like just had a kid which is like so ill-advised and like oh my god it's like his I just feel so bad for Rob Kardashian they just Kris Jenner should never have been allowed to have a boy she like (laughs) doesn't know how to do it send him down the river in a basket (laughs) I I mean I felt like it was weird because I did feel watching this he seems better and happier here than he does in Robin China, yeah. which is like, yes. and takes place after this in continuity. Like this takes place pre Robin China. Cause they have the baby, like, what? or it's like concurrent. I think like he shows up at one point and just, oh, you're like, he seems slightly less bummed. He's like a little funny. He's a little, he's making and some he's jokes. he's like really excited Cause, about cause that Armenian he- heritage plot is like a made up B plot. So he, and he's having, but it kind of makes sense because he's like, I'm so alienated from all like these yeah. women that I'm surrounded with. And, I need to find like my father who's dead by like going to Carousel Restaurant, which is a great 
restaurant. But it's also like, oh, we had barbecues and Mm. poker. Like my dad used to, you know, like Armenian traditions, like talking on the phone and going to work in your car. (laughs) You don't know anything about your heritage. You you know nothing. It's like working at a law firm and driving a Porsche. Defending defending your best friend for murder (laughs) successfully. That's been so clear this season too is like Chloe is a white girl. She is not Armenian. She looks so much better as a blonde. She like She's not Armenian. Well, like, she has a different father. She just probably. has a different father. It's that hairdresser guy. I yeah. mean, she just looks exactly like him. But they'll they'll milk the maybe it's OJ plot eventually. It's like it's she's done like that. Not. She's been like, is my dad OJ? We'll have to do a DNA test on a future upcoming season where we'll find out. It's <laughs> Did they do not. it? It was inconclusive. There was some kind of they've, they've alluded to it. That's the finale where yeah. they actually reveal the whole thing. That she, it's the you know where the, it turns out that OJ is her dad. Yeah, and the, yeah, and then he like shows up. Like yeah. you know, he looks like the and curse. then they're like, "This is all in an episode of Juiced." <laughs> I feel so. You got, juiced. <laughs> you got this. The long juice is the worst. <laughs> the long juice. You never see that coming. <laughs> like Chloe and her like dad stuff to this episode I thought was really interesting. Like just talking about like morning Bruce and not really knowing how to talk to Caitlin and like not remembering like Robert Kardashian and like maybe her dad is juice. Like I just there I Chloe also like Chloe oh. is lost. Yeah. And you uh but Chloe But she likes Cleveland. I yeah. loved that. That's I the, really like Cleveland. That's her big it's plot nice line. There. She's having sex with a somebody, an athlete who Lives in Cleveland and yeah. she keeps going to Cleveland. And he being plays like, for the Cavs, right? Yeah, that, she's like Cleveland is great. I love it there. And you're like, you know what? Chloe fucking moved to Cleveland. But oh, after they once they no, I just once, like Cle- start be, a new life. Be a Cleveland ten. <laughs> yeah, just like just like Michael Shea is in a Zusa eight. Are you the one yeah, that made that joke? You, you made that joke, oh. and I thought it was the funniest joke ever because you were like, Shayna is from Azusa on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that Azusa party, I was going to say, when my, my vision of hell thing, the only time I was like, oh, I would like to be hanging out with these people in this context, the Azusa pool party looks yeah. lit. Yeah, looks like a porn pool party. Yeah, all right, uh, fair enough. But, yeah. lit. but uh, Brooke was saying, she was like, well, you know, Shayna's like an Azusa 10, and she's like, but her husband is like an Azusa 8. In Azusa, he's an 8. But yeah. like in LA, Is it hard a for an Azusa 8 like to date an Azusa 10? He's just like some guy. They knew each other in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I heard from my friend Lauren. So (laughs) it's like, I think like your whole vector of like choosing is so bad at 17. And then you're just like hormonal and crazy and it just sticks with you. And then everyone documents it on reality TV. Yeah, as they should. See all your bad choices play out on a long term. As they they should. Just like life. For all of our enjoyment. Uh, Well, we should probably wrap things up. You guys are all Azusa tens in my heart. Aww. Oh, thanks, man. Andrew, Molly, Brooke, Mukta. Thank you. That's very nice. I love Azusa. Microphone, other microphone, Alex, all Azusa tens. <laughs> this whole room, the whole list. Do you know what Azusa's slogan is? I do not. Should we wait? Should we make one up before we get? Before you <laughs> go hear for it? it? I can't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's everything from A to Z in the USA. Wow. Uh, How is that not a mountain good. goat song title? It is now. I was no. I went to the desert last weekend and my friend was like who came in from out of town and was driving with me was like, How do you know? Like I was like, Oh yeah, there's this song or this this town. Oh yeah. And then I was I realized all the towns between here and Palm Springs are towns that John Darnell got beat up by his stepdad. <laughs> Seriously, and the entire was, inland empire is just it was a, real weird. There's a there is a mountain goat song for every yeah. Principality. Yeah. In the Inland Empire. Look, I know that's not going to make the final cut, but I just wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> 
This has been North Mollywood. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming on. Thanks to our sexy, unique listeners. <laughs> See you next week. The Sauls. <laughs> <laughs>